Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Monday, December 21st, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is in the world, for goodness sake. Why not hire him as your dentist? Please. I did it 27 years ago. I've never been happier with my dental health. You will feel exactly the same way, I promise. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Colts. Colts really good yesterday. Could have lost, but they didn't. They were really good. They win 20 to tw- or 27 to 20 over the Houston Texans at Lucas Oil Stadium in a game that was eerily similar to the one that was played two weeks ago in Houston against these same two teams. You know, it, it, it comes down to mistakes, doesn't it? The Texans, they make a mistake. Darius Leonard makes a play. Bobby Okariki falls on the football. The Colts, they wind up winning a game that they might have lost otherwise. The Texans were driving with under 30 seconds left in the game, got to within the five. Darius Leonard punches out the football. It rolls into the end zone. Bobby Okariki falls on it. Boom. Game. Very similar to what happened in Houston, right? The Colts on the precipice of losing. Suddenly, a bad snap, a, a fumble, and the Colts recover, and the game ends. That, that's the National Football League. You're this far away from losing almost every week. And, and the Colts, with two games left, two games left in this regular season for the entire NFL, minus the Steelers and the Bengals, and we'll get to that in a minute. And, and the Colts could wind up the second seed in the AFC if they win out and other things happen. Pittsburgh would also have to lose their final game of the regular season in Week 17. Or they could fall out of the playoffs completely. If they lose this next game, Baltimore and Miami win their next game. This thing could get really, really murky. And all of a sudden, the Colts go into week 17 with a chance to fall completely out of the playoffs. That's the NFL in in 2020. You're this far from being pretty damn good. And you're this far from being lousy and missing out on the tournament. So there you go. The good from yesterday included Phillip Rivers for a third straight week. Clean. Zero picks. When he's clean, the Colts are mean, right? They're 7-0 when Phillip Rivers stays away from interceptions. He was 22 of 28 for 228, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It's a nice day. He keeps doing that kind of stuff. You're going to win football games against most teams in the National Football League. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was good yesterday. Not great, but good. 16 carries, uh, 83 yards, right? And and a touchdown. That touchdown, very meaningful. How about Zach Pascal? Pascal was really, really good yesterday. Uh, five catches and 79 yards, including two touchdowns. Pascal with that reach, right? Guy, a little bit reminiscent of uh, Michael Penix Jr. against Penn State in the season opener for the Hoosiers. We'll get to the Hoosiers in a minute. Uh, Bobby Okariki, obviously, uh, falling on the football. That was so important yesterday in securing the win. Uh, And then you also had a first quarter for the Colts, where the Colts were absolutely brilliant. Up 14-0, they looked like they were going to cruise, right? It it looked like they were going to be able to do anything they wanted offensively. And then defensively, they were matching up exceptionally well with the Texans. and, And they were sacking Watson constantly. He was under duress constantly. And then finally, 
the Texans sort of figured it out. And, and the Colts wound up really having to press to get this game into the W column. Uh, the bad Michael Pittman's got to stop committing penalties. I mean, for God's sake, stop this, all right? Some are really, really deleterious. Some, not so. You know what? Some are pretty harmless. Uh, Xavier Rhodes yesterday with a penalty. Uh, I didn't agree with it, but you know what? You, you can't hand somebody with, with a minute left in the game. You can't hand an opponent 15 yards. You just can't do it. Uh, they got to get better at that. I thought Matt Eberflus, this was not one of his better games as a defensive coordinator for the Colts. I usually kind of give him a pass, but I thought yesterday the the Colts, on both sides of the ball, really tried to outsmart themselves. I, I think that they're a better team than the Texans on both sides of the ball. And when you've got a man, <clears throat> when you've got an advantage in personnel, take advantage of it. All right, let your guys win. You don't need to scheme your way to victory. I thought Eberflus tried to scheme his way to victory. I thought Reich did the same thing offensively. One of the good things yesterday, though, Reich, with that challenge on the spot, right, uh, brought up a third and one rather than giving the Texans a first down. The, 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 the spot on the field was preposterous. I, I thought it was two yards wrong. For God's sake, that should never happen, and it really never, it really rarely happens in the NFL. Reich challenges the spot. They mark it at about the six and a half, a yard short of the line to gain. Then there's a false start, cleverly prompted by the Colts in their little shift up front. They shifted up front and drew the the Texans into that uh, into that penalty, and as a result, you got third and six. They don't get it. And they kick a field goal instead of what likely would have been a touchdown. Uh, Colts kind of figured out a way through their brain to save themselves four points. That was important. Um, but I thought that Eberflus, not not a great game. I, I didn't like, late in the first half, I, I didn't like third and two, and they give about a 10-yard cushion at corner. I, I didn't understand that. There, there were a couple things where I was like, hey. And Darius Leonard, my God. You know what, Darius, go ahead and hit Watson, would you? Uh, on that blitz, you come in clean, and you run right by him. You sprint right by him like, you know, you he wasn't, the guy with the ball wasn't important. Like you were going to get a sandwich at, at concessions. You ran right by him. I, I'm not sure where you stopped. So that's the good and the bad. The ugly for the Colts yesterday, there was no ugly. There's no ugly when you win. You win. We don't argue with winning. We don't claim something to be ugly after a win, we stopped doing that. All right, uh, Steelers, Bengals tonight. This is kind of good. The, the Steelers have lost their last two. They got the Bengals tonight, and then they play the Colts on short rest this coming Sunday. I think Colts got a shooter's chance in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, and it's going to be a big game. You lose that game, and a couple other things happen, and all of a sudden that game against the Jaguars is huge in Week 17. If you don't finish your business against the Jaguars, if you lose to the Steelers, you could wind up on the outside looking in when it comes uh, meaningful games in January and playing in the playoffs. Uh, they could, like I said, could be a number two seed, could fall out of the playoffs still with two, they're 10 and four. You should be in the playoffs, right? Uh, IU got screwed by the college football playoff committee, the bowl committee, assigned to the Outback Bowl. How is that possible? 
Iowa State lost to Louisiana. How is it possible that Indiana gets overlooked? Indiana beat Penn State, beat Michigan, beat Michigan State, beat Wisconsin handily, and competed at a level with Ohio State that nobody else in the Big Ten did. How in the world is Indiana not in a New Year's Six Bowl? You know what? Here's the answer to that question. We should be thrilled that Indiana is good enough to be overlooked. Indiana being screwed is maybe a greater sign of progress than it would be if they went to a, a like the Fiesta Bowl. I don't mind them going to the Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl's in Tampa from Indianapolis. Easy in, easy out. Everybody from Chicago and Indiana, they got second homes in Southwest Florida. What's the problem? Are we really worried? Are we going to get that haughty? Are we going to become those people? Oh my, like Texas A&M? Texas A&M, please. Are you out of your mind? Alabama beat you by a million. Absolutely trucked you. So uh, we're going to turn into those people down in College Station. Oh, we deserve this. We deserve that. Deserves got nothing to do with it. You know what? Do this for four or five years. And then we can become haughty enough to worry about this kind of thing. Otherwise, let's keep our mouths shut. Go to Tampa. Have a great time and enjoy ourselves. For God's sake. Are you kidding? What is this? Being good enough to get screwed by the college football playoff committee is a huge stamp of approval. You put that at the top of the resume for the 2020 Indiana Hoosiers. For God's sake, they're going to play Ole Miss. Ole Miss has got like a losing record, don't they? What are we doing? How'd they get in? How'd they get in to the Outback Bowl, for God's sake? How do you have a 6-1 and one Indiana team that's ranked 7th in the country playing against a team with a losing record in the Outback Bowl? What the hell's going on? It's, it, it's craziness. Anyway, um, Indiana in the Crossroads Classic beat Butler 68-60 to in a game that really wasn't that close. Butler didn't play altogether too well. Indiana was okay. Armand Franklin, man, you know what? When you shoot the ball well, thing, good things happen for your team. Armand Franklin, for the second straight game, was 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. I hope he continues to be 5 of 7 from beyond the arc, because if he hadn't, I don't know how Indiana is going to win games. Uh, they got to be able to shoot the ball in the way that Armand, Fra Armand Franklin has, all by himself, made Indiana a legitimate shooting team over the last two games. But he ain't going to go 5 and 7 every damn game. You can't have Al Durham going 1 for 5. And, and Finnessy's got to make some shots. You got to take him to make them. He's, he's got to take more than he's taking. Trace Jackson Davis, good again with 21. Armand Franklin with 20. And defensively, I like the way Indiana does what it does. Indiana is a good defensive team. And, uh, and so they got the win against Butler. Purdue, they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat Kentucky, and Notre Dame really isn't very good. Notre Dame's like 2-4, and four, but they beat Kentucky. Kentucky fell to 1-5. How about that? First time Kentucky has been 1-5 since 1926-1927 that season. That's three years, four years, I think, before Adolf Rupp came to Lexington. For God's sake, yeah, Rupp Arena is named after a guy named Adolf. Adolf was a head coach of the Wildcats from 1930 to like 1971. 
former all-time wins guy in the history of college basketball until he was passed by Bob Knight. Uh, but Purdue, Eric Hunter and Sasha Stefanovic were terrific shooting the basketball. Uh, they hit nine of their 14 threes. Those two guys, if you shoot well, you win games. You don't shoot well, you don't win games. It's that easy. Um, the college football playoff, you're going to have a Sugar Bowl between Ohio State and Clemson, and then the Rose Bowl will be played at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. That game will pit Notre Dame against Alabama. I think you're going to have Alabama and uh, Clemson in the national championship game. Alabama is going to win. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? We moved into another room, because why not? We're doing some work in the other room. Maybe I'll show you around at some point. I don't know. I, why would you want to see it? We got an autographed picture of Mike Bilecki right up there. Autographed picture of Ron Sato that my Uncle Johnny gave me back in the day when uh, Uncle Johnny worked for Ron Sato. Sato was at Pro's Pizza. Kessinger, autographed picture. The Sterling, uh, uh, the Sterling Gals. Billy Williams, autographed picture. It's all Cubs all the time. You kidding me? And then we got a, uh, a Charlie Root autographed check. Charlie Root, of course, the pitcher who gave up Babe Ruth's famed uh, called shot. Anyway, birthdays. Tony Bagach, happy birthday. Russell Robertson, happy birthday. Erica Allen, uh, Joe Studeville, happy birthday. Jeff Heath, Jake Stampler, happy birthday. The great Jeff Angle celebrating a birthday. The great Larry Downs, happy birthday. Joe Pittman, Chris Ramsey, Lynn St uh, Strakowski, happy birthday. And Mike Hill, happy birthday. If today's your birthday... You celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you do something else, right? You, you celebrate someone else, and that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Just be nice to somebody. We got to be nicer to each other. We have to start evaluating ourselves based upon our effect on others rather than the current scorecard that most of us use, and that's money in the bank. Can we help others live better lives? That's what we need to do. All right. Enough with the lecturing. We'll talk to you a little bit later today inside Indiana Sports Now. I can't wait. Today, big day in the world of sports. You'll see.